0: Thank you for joining us for Let's Pray, a ministry designed to help and encourage through Bible reading and prayer. And I'm Brooke Suttle, the pastor of Royal River Baptist Church in Yarmouth, Maine. Our scripture rings found today in the book of Hosea, chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. And while you're finding your place, let me remind you uh, that in this chapter, we are considering a cry for obedience. That's the theme uh, for chapter 14 that we've given it. And so we see the prophet uh, crying out in verse 1, uh, and, and asking and pleading with the people that they would return to the Lord. So there's a cry to return. And today we're going to be looking at a cry to repent as he comes and pleads uh, with Israel, the nation of Israel. And, of course, they're divided into two, into two kingdoms now. There's the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And so he's pleading to come back to God, to get right with God. And so let's look in verse 1 and 2. It says, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. Say unto him, Take away all iniquity and receive us graciously, so will we render the calves of our lips. And so in, ch- in verse 1, there was this cry to return to their Savior A a cry to return to stability because they had fallen and they needed to be established once again. They need to be brought back up out of the miry clay. They need to be established in things that were right. They had fallen by reason of their sin. And then they need to be sanctified. Uh, They needed to be delivered uh, from their iniquity that had caused them to fall in the first place, so they need a they needed a purifying, and then we we see in uh, verse two, a cry to repent. It says, "Take with you words." I want to be care careful as I as I deal with this matter of repentance. There has been <clears throat> so many people that have uh, given a, a false idea about the idea of repentance. Some would teach it like it was a work, and then some would cast it out altogether uh, because some men use it perhaps in that way, and they'd say repentance is not necessary for people to get saved or for people to get right with God. They say, well, you're teaching a work salvation. That is not, that is not true. The Bible teaches repentance, and so we need to deal with this idea of repentance. We don't need to sugarcoat it. There's some people that so water down repentance that it means just to believe on the Lord. Well, well, certainly we should believe on the Lord, but believe on the Lord for what? What do we believe in the Lord for? Is the question? well, believe He died for us, died on the cross for me, that I can. He loves me, and He died for me, and I can go to heaven. Well, sure, we believe that, but why did He die? What's the reason that the Lord died? Oh, well, He died for our sins. Oh, well, we're all sinners. Well, does that mean that I just recognize that fact that I'm a sinner? Oh, well, I'm a sinner. Everybody's a sinner. And uh, I want to go to heaven. Jesus died for me. No, it means more than that. It means not only that I, am I, that I recognize that I'm a sinner, but, but if I recognize that I've violated God's law, there should be something in my heart that is sorrowful for that. And I don't want to be a sinner. It's one thing to recognize I'm a sinner. It's another thing to recognize I don't want to be one anymore. And some people would so water down the gospel, they would so water down this idea of repentance that it has no sorrow. It has no idea of turning in my heart from my sin. I'm not talking about cleaning up my life now. That's works. Uh, and if, and and by the way even to clean up my life I need the Lord to help me to do that because I cannot do anything that's pleasing to the Lord in my own strength and in my own power I need I need the Lord's help to do that but the but the bottom line is but the true teaching of the scripture is that if I'm if I have truly understand the scripture and I want Jesus to be in my life I want him because I know I've broken his law and I know his wrath's on me. And I want to be forgiven, but I also don't want to be the person I used to be. You know, it, it it reminds me of somebody that goes to the altar that gives their wedding vows. They've not lived out their vows yet, but they're going to give their vows as a testimony of what's in their heart. So they come to the marriage altar and and they make these commitments uh, to love and honor and cherish, and and uh, love in sickness and in health till death do us part. They they make all these they make these vows. Why do they do that? Uh, they do it because of what's in their heart. Because they want to be faithful. They want to be true. What if somebody was to come to the marriage altar and they said, well you know, I, I do love you. I do care about you. You're so important to me. I can see a man looking at his bride to be the one that's going to enter in to a relationship with him. And he says, you know, uh, I do love you and I care about you. But this idea about keeping myself to you only, I have some other girlfriends and, uh, you know, we, we we get along pretty good. And uh, I do want to marry you. Uh, but I don't want to give up these other girlfriends. And, um, you know, someday I'll let I, I, I'll commit to you completely. Um, but right now I have some. Yeah, so the, the, the bride to be would walk off the stage or she would burst out into tears or she'd smack his face and we'd say rightfully so. What a jerk. Who would, who would imagine? Who could imagine somebody doing something like that? But there's people that want us to believe that we can treat the Lord Jesus Christ like that. That we can come to the altar, as it were, to be united to him through faith and we're going to we're not going to be sorry for our sin we're not going to let him be the only one in our life we're not going to want to be pure and clean we're just wanna, we just want to we just want to go to heaven we just want to miss hell but we don't want to be pure and clean we don't want him to be the only one and we think that's not a mockery of the of the doctrine of salvation Well, whenever Hosea is preaching here, he says, bring with you words, take with you words. In other words, think about what you're going to say when you come to the Lord. You need to think about this. There needs to be conviction that marks anybody that's coming to the Lord. There needs to be salvation or deliverance that comes to us because we've been convinced that we need help and we bring words to the Lord that we know that we've done wrong and that we need his help. In other words, we need to be convinced about some things when we come to the Lord. And this is what he's saying. Take with you words and turn to the Lord. This is repentance. Turn from your sin. Turn to God. You've been living wickedly. You've broken your vows. You've broken the covenant. Get right with God. In other words, I need to have acceptable words, but I also need to have an acceptable way. I need to my in my heart that I'm willing to turn. And you know, I tell people this: it doesn't matter. You know what you say. And when I'm, what I mean by that is when I tell people, when you pray, it no doesn't matter what you say. You don't have to say it the right way, but you do have to say it with the right heart. You don't have to say a certain prayer when you come to God, people that get saved. No, but you have to say it with the right heart. You have to have words that are like, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't have to say that. The thief on the cross didn't say that. But he said to the thief, I've done, we deserve to be here. Lord, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? He came with acceptable words. I know I'm wrong. I deserve to be here, but I don't want to be this kind of man. I want you to, to forgive me and save me. And that's true repentance. It's, it's a cry. It's a cry that comes from a prepared heart with acceptable words. Matthew Henry said this. He said, when we come to God, we should consider what we have to say to him. For if we come without an errand, we are likely to go without an answer. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for being so good to us. Thank you that you have dealt with our hearts and you have drawn us to repentance. And so, Father, I ask that you'd help us today, that we would truly turn to you with our hearts from our sin, We put our trust in you and all those that are not saved. I pray that they'd be saved today. They'd repent and believe the gospel of the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They put their trust in him alone for their salvation and we'll give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for Let's Pray. I hope it's been a help to you. If you have need of additional assistance, you may reach us at 207-899-7949 or you may go to our website at letspraynow.org. Until tomorrow. I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye.